0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Anthony Hernandez, and this is the next episode of the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. Uh, yeah, I've been off for a couple of weeks. I've been pretty sick, getting over a stomach bug and a flu. Uh, but nevertheless, we are back talking everything UFC, uh, the new extension between uh, ESP, uh, ESPN Plus and the UFC, what that means going forward uh, as a fan, as a fighter. We also talk about athletic commissioners and USADA and how they're choosing to go forward with navigating the legal waters of potential doping violations. We talk movies, we talk comic books, we talk video games, all that and more on the Not A Paid Sponsor Podcast. Hey, what's going on everybody? I hope you guys are all doing well. I am recording this episode from inside the car on my way to work, courtesy of Apple and the iPhone XR and the lovely Anchor app. Um, I am currently on the Van Wick Expressway, trying to go into Manhattan. For anybody that lives in New York that listens to the podcast, you know the struggle that I 've been going through. This highway has been under construction for as long as I 've been alive. Since as long as I could put one memory next to another memory, this highway has been under construction. First, it was the Air Tram, which is, uh, for those of you guys who don't live here, there's a train, uh, an automated train that runs from JFK Airport to, I think, Jamaica Station. Uh, It's a a little, uh, whatever, I'm not going to go into it. But yeah, that thing took forever. Then, they're doing a whole, I don't know what the heck they're doing, but this seems to be taking even longer here by uh, Queens Boulevard. They're literally—they've been—they've been excavating this site for what seems to be like two decades now, and you know what? I'll tell you what—the city sure knows how to. A city worker sure know how to milk that money when it's time. I mean, this is like a generational contract. Two generations of city workers who have put their hands. Ah, Short stop, ladies and gentlemen. They say uh, they say don't text and drive. Uh, they should also say, no, pod, don't podcast and drive. I don't know how Al Jermaine Sterling does it. I don't know if he just records it on his phone. I know he does this little podcast. He had an episode where he was like in his car and stuff. But anyways, back to my ranting about traffic. Um, yeah, it'll be like two generations of city workers that will have put their hands on this particular stretch of highway and it is ridiculous Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm heading out to work figured I'd say, hey, let's record a podcast episode it's probably going to be in a couple of segments so you'll probably hear me going to work Uh, maybe you might hear a little bit at work should I have some time to record there and maybe a little bit going home Um, but yeah so my car, um, my car's is due for a, uh, an inspection, an emissions inspection in May. And of course, one month before my inspection is up, the check engine light decides to come on. Lovely. Same thing happened to me last year. I actually had to somehow, I don't even know the light just turned off by itself. Um, and then I was able to go get inspected, but I ended up having to wait like a couple of weeks after the registration was expired. I mean, the, uh, the inspection sticker was expired to fricking go get it inspected. So I'm hoping that I'll get some better luck this year because last year it was just an awful series, uh, an awful timing. You know, my stomach, I was dealing with the crazy stomach flu at the time. My car needed to get inspected. Basically, I had to decide whether to keep living a healthy life or get my car inspected. Thankfully, I was able to get both addressed a week late last year, but it looks like we're heading down the same road, minus the stomach, uh, the stomach flu, so knock on wood. Hopefully, this check engine light goes off. Um... And as I'm talking to you guys right now, I am passing underneath the active construction zone, which so this day, I have no idea what they're doing. But just as we're going through it, we are now approaching the other side and we're heading into the city. Anyways, so uh, a lot has happened in the MMA world. Uh, We got a new welterweight champion. We have an upset. We have several upsets in the welterweight division with uh, Funky Ben Askren, Robbie Lawler, Darren Till, Jorge Masvidal, Leon Edwards, Gunnar Nelson. Jesus Christ, the welterweight, it, it just seems like the whole welterweight division has been set ablaze, and we saw Cody Garbrandt get taken out by Pedro Munoz, TJ Dillshaw getting suspended by USADA for one year for an anomaly in his, uh, I guess one of his drug tests, uh, around the fight with, around the time that he fought Henry Cejudo, and, um, you know, I was talking to one of our good friends, Cole Henry, shout out to Cole Henry, uh, Cole Henry and Pat, um, from our, uh, you know, they host podcast, uh, the MMA scope. I'm sorry. I kind of dosed, I like zoned out there. I'm looking at, you know, I'm kind of like scanning the road ahead of me, but, uh, yeah, shout out to Cole, Henry and Patrick, our friends at the MMA scope podcast. Um, they were talking about it, uh, two podcasts ago, uh, you know, about TJ getting suspended and whatnot. And it just seemed a little, not, it just seemed uh, different that, um, that the Athletic Commission was taking the the lead on this one. And, you know, there's several things that I want to say about uh, regarding TJ's suspension, as well as the suspension of maybe future UFC athletes. Um, it definitely seems that the language that they're using to describe these potential violations Has changed, and I think maybe it's for the better. I'm not sure if I'm not sure what effect it's going to have in the long term. But you know, for instance, you know, USADA would find, uh, you know, somebody would pop in a in a USADA exam, uh, USADA drug test, and they would immediately say, fighter so and so has been flagged for a potential violation of the uh, USADA anti-doping whatever the hell. You know, and it's just seemed very aggressive the words that you know the the verbiage that they used. And uh, oh my god, man, you're in the left lane and you're like driving this slow. Um now we're seeing things and we started seeing this with John Jones after the whole PICO gram gate, the Pico Gate that the uh, USADA and the athletic commissions are starting to use verbiage something like adverse finding or anomaly to describe uh, these potential violations. And I think as of right now, I I think it's kind of helping. Oh, shit. They reopened this exit. What do you know? Look at that. Um, You know, I think it's for now helping the fighters manage the publicity, uh, I guess their PR, when it comes to uh, drug testing. You know, instead of saying flagged for potential violation of the anti-doping, whatever, you know, saying something like anomaly, adverse finding, you know, it kind of... It kind of... I wouldn't say it dumbs it down. It Actually, it makes it sound using smart words, helps, you know, I don't know, I think, the, I, I think the fighters will be able to kind of navigate that a little easier than, you know, violation is such an absolute, even though it says potential violation, the word violate is, is like, it's a, it's a violent, violence, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard word, you know what I'm saying, so, um, that being said, anyways, let me get back on track, so, TJ being suspended for a year, Is kind of maybe the athletic commission is saying, "Listen, we're not going to let Usada dictate the pace here." You know, so the issue was that when John Jones was suspended, Usada, um, you know, it was just like a long process, and and the you know, like the commission, the Nevada uh, Athletic State Commission, made some choice words when it came to john jones hearing almost to the effect of that athletic commission seemed to be weighing their deci- their decisions heavily on usada's finding and the fact that usada i wouldn't say dropped the ball maybe this maybe this is exactly how the program was intended to run but usada's handling of the john jones situation may have not sat well with the Nevada Athletic State Commission, you know, and they were just basically saying something to the effect of, you know, like we can't, you know, we shouldn't be waiting for USADA, we shouldn't let USADA dictate the pace of the punishments we hand out. So, um, you know, New York in particular has just flat out chosen to suspend TJ for that year, and uh, we'll see what USADA has to say after their investigation. Now, my question about the investigation is, uh, if I can rec- I'm gonna have to go back and listen, so I apologize if I say anything incorrect, and that goes for anything I say in the podcast, but the, the policy in which USADA investigates supplements and, and things like that, does the fighter have to pay out of pocket for USADA to test individual supplements? Do they offer bulk plans? If, if if they charge fighters, you know, cause obviously the the proof of burden is on the fighter to to prove that they're innocent, sadly, in, in this, well, I don't wanna say sadly, but in the system, it's designed that the fighter must prove their innocence once accused. Does the fighter have to pay, one, does the fighter have to pay to have supplements tested, and two, If they do have to pay uh, to have supplements tested, does USADA offer some sort of like group bulk discount? Because TJ takes so many, I mean, do you guys remember remember that Instagram post where, where TJ was like, TJ was sitting, I don't know, on a table and he had like hundreds of pill bottles seemingly scattered across the table, you know. Um, does, does what is you know how do you handle that you know I mean he I, I mean he obviously answered the question himself because he relinquished the title I'm not sure if he's voluntarily <coughs> or uh, if he's like willing willingly accepting the suspension or is he going to dispute it Either way a year I mean should he choose to oh shit Damn car should he choose to dispute it, I mean it's going to be a lengthy process anyway, so I guess maybe relinquishing the title is best for him. I mean, if he chooses to have any of those supplements investigated, I mean he has to I think he has to provide his supplement, then you saw to test his supplement, then they buy their own sup they, uh, buy, they they buy their own batch. And then they test that to, to determine whether this is like some sort of anomaly. That, and, you know, was it this batch that was contaminated or was it several? Um, I mean, man, it's just a sticky, sticky situation. And, and not even for TJ Dillshaw. What about... Oh, my God. Are, you, are we serious? People are wilding out. Traffic is crazy right now. Anyways, um, what... What does this mean for... What does this mean for the freaking bantamweight division? What does this mean for the flyweights? You know, now they're saying that Henry Cejudo is going to fight Marlon Moraes for the vacant bantamweight title. That freaking... You know, I'm not too happy with that. You know, I kind of feel like there was plenty of competition in the bantamweight division. I don't know if maybe... "Quote unquote, the savior of the the savior of the flyweights. Maybe he doesn't care about saving the flyweight division anymore. Maybe he just wants to move up. I mean, he is a big dude. Um, and at this point, being a champ, champ, just I don't know. The term is becoming watered down. Everybody wants to be a champ, champ in some division. You know." and now they're saying that they I think they're booking Henry Cejudo versus Marlon Moraes for the vacant phantom weight title, which sucks because you had, you had a pretty interesting matchup between Marlon Moraes and, and Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz coming off a crazy knockout of Cody Garbrand. Everybody kind of, I to say rode off Pedro. Well, he, yeah, he was an underdog. Everybody, everybody picked Cody. Cody was a favorite to, to win that fight. And the way Cody went down, he went down the same way to Pedro that he did to TJ both those times, you know. And it, it, man, my heart bleeds for for um, Cody. You know that that was such a tough loss. But nevertheless, you know maybe Pedro Munoz versus Marlon Marias I for one was looking, and you know maybe I maybe I did a bad thing because. When Aljamain Sterling won his last fight, I went on Twitter and I was just like, yo, Aljo, you know, it's gotta be Aljo versus Pedro. What are you thinking? Freaking Aljamain Sterling was like, what? Are you reading my tweets, man? I'm here for all the smoke. And now here we go. Almost as if I spoke it into, you know, I spoke it into existence. You know, now Aljamain Sterling nor Pedro Munoz are next in line. It's gonna be Henry Cejudo and i guess i get my wish because it looks like pedro muñoz will be fighting well there's a chance i'm not going to say that he is because i don't know the matchmaking uh i don't know the ins and outs of what's going on behind the scenes but aljo might be fighting pedro muñoz for like a you know like a title you know a number one contender uh spot for the Bantamweight title. So, that sucks. And then, I mean, that's just one division. Um, we saw this past weekend, freaking Michelle Waterson making her case after beating Karolina Kovalkevich. Kovalkevich, I hope. I hope, I, I hope one of those two pronunciations are correct. Um, wow, you know, I'm going to say this. For all the shit that I was talking about, the construction on the highway... Uh, th- there was, like, no traffic today. Uh, knock on wood. But this is really great that there's no traffic. Uh, anyways, back to my uh UFC rant. Um, I mean, every division right now has some sort of... I mean, it's a good time to be in the UFC. It's a good time to be a UFC fan. What can I say? Uh, for all the drama and the frustration that people have about matchmaking and this and that, and this, it's a pretty good time... This is a pretty good problem for UFC fans to have. Being a fan, maybe not for the fighters because everybody's kind of vying for that spot. You know, they're crack at the title. But, you know, we have obviously the situation at bantamweight. We have the whole welter, uh, welterweight division in flux with... Um, we have the whole welterweight division in flux with, you know, Tyron Woodley losing the belt, Kamaru Usman being the new champion. Is it going to be Colby versus Usman? Who does Ben Askren fight now that he beat Robbie Lawler? Some people are calling for a rematch. Now we're hearing uh, whispers in the wind that... Um, we're hearing whispers in the wind that... Uh, Robbie Lawler might be fighting Tyron Woodley again. Who does Darren Till fight now? Now that he's lost to Jorge Masvidal. Who does Jorge Masvidal fight? Does, he fight? does he punch down and fight Leon Edwards? I said earlier, it's probably not a good idea to punch down. You know, this is what happens when you punch down. You know, you run the risk of getting your whole shit fucked up. Look at the story of Brian Ortega, Cub Swanson, and Frankie Edgar. Brian Ortega was a middle-of-the-pack guy, hit a hot streak, got a title shot with Max Holloway. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, does Jorge Masvidal fight Leon Edwards? Does he fight Ben Askren? It looks like they're gearing towards a potential Ben uh, Askren-Jorge Masvidal fight. You know, Luke Rockhold's moving up. I mean, there's so many good storylines right now that you could you know that you could you could follow, you know. Oh, oh, man. Sorry, I'm talking too much, I'm making myself you Am I boring myself? But yeah, lo and behold, man, it's a it's a pretty good time to be a a UFC fan. Um, obviously uh I wanna take a moment to wish Tony Ferguson the great El Cucuy. Uh, I'm wishing him well, as everybody else has done. Uh, it's kind of come out in the public that he's been having some issues uh, with his family. Uh, won't go too much into it, you know. I just, I hope everything's okay, man. It's a good. Uh, I really enjoy him. He's been on a winning streak. It seems like for the since the beginning of time. Um, you know, and he seems more motivated now than ever to get back on the right track and continue his winning ways. Uh, Oh man I got a case of the yards Pardon me Um, We're going to see Max Holloway Versus Dustin Poirier Uh, That should be a good matchup Um, Pardon me Uh, You know like I said It's just just a good old time to be an MMA fan I mean uh, Conor McGregor If you're a Conor fan I don't know how you're supposed to feel Uh, He seems to be living, I guess, living his best life, quote-unquote. You know, I know there were some accusations of uh, some shenanigans back in Ireland. I don't want to comment on it. Fuck, I can't stop yachting. Shit. You notice it is a nice warm sun peeking in through my window, and I feel nice and cozy. But, uh, yeah, you know, Conor McGregor doing his Conor McGregor thing, and every time somebody fights, that's... Remotely around his wheelhouse He puts out a tweet Him and Khabib still going back and forth I don't even know if it's Khabib On his Twitter anymore It seems like it's Ali Abdelaziz Controlling Khabib's Twitter um, uh, yeah, I don't even know what, where, where to put my thumb on the whole McGregor fiasco Who, Does he come back? Who does he fight? Does he fight Nate? Does he fight Khabib? Does he fight cowboy? No, he's not gonna fight cowboy. Another yawn! Ugh. He's gonna fight see look, I think you know what it is? I was thinking about Conor McGregor and I started getting sleepy. It's gonna be cowboy versus Al Iaquinta. Rage now. Al Iaquinta how do you pronounce his name? Is it Al Iaquinta or Al Ayakinta? Like La Quinta in. Um uh da, 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 da. yeah so does connor fight Nate does Connor fight Khabib? does connor fight i don't know who, but Nate said he didn't want the fight, maybe Connor got upset said fuck it, I'm retiring ah, I don't know next subject um still waiting for that d c Brock fight right eh? eh i don't know, I'm telling you the longer that that fight takes to materialize. The longer that fight takes to materialize, the more the legitimacy of the heavyweight division uh, comes into question. You know, obviously, DC is the champ, and he beats Stipe for the belt. Cool. Stipe hasn't fought in I don't know how long. Oh. Oh god, another yard. Here we go. You know what it is? Is that see this is where I, I had to start talking about the freaking um the tough stuff. The tough stuff in the UFC. Um God, I just wish this check engine light would go off. This is breaking my heart. You know, DC beat Stipe. Stipe hasn't fought. Kane fought, lost to Ngano, and in the infamous knee gate said so his knee buckled, which is very strange because I would think that Kane's gonna take an extended period of time off to recover. And, nevertheless, Cain Velasquez signed with Triple-A Luchador. You know, Cain's going to do some x ex- you know, Luchador wrestling, which is, I guess maybe that debunks the whole knee gate thing. I mean, he got knocked out. He fell. Maybe he felt awkward. Uh, maybe hyperextended his knee, and I don't know. So, pardon me. I apologize. I don't mean to be sniffling like that in the... Uh, on the podcast, I'm just still getting over-cold. Um, now, what does DC do? Who does DC fight other than Brock Lesnar at this point because the heavyweight division is in flux? Um, light heavyweight. We're going to continue with the John Jones saga. He just beat Anthony Smith. He's probably going to beat up on some other people. I think they're aiming for him to fight Thiago Santos next. I know John Jones teased the Stipe fight. Um, obviously, that didn't come to fruition because they announced the John Jones, Tiago Santos was in the works. And, uh. Oh, man. If I yawn one more time. I had two cups of coffee, damn it. Black, no milk, no sugar. Straight coffee to the brain, and I'm yawning. So. I don't know. What do you guys think of anything I said? Do you guys agree with any of it? Do you guys are you, are you guys pretty much in the same boat as I am as a UFC fan? If so, get back to me. Let me know how much the yawning pissed you off in this episode. Uh, I'm going to end the first segment here because I'm actually driving in Manhattan now. And I think Anchor only lets you record... 30-minute segments, and I think, what are we at? 25 minutes in, so I'll probably record the next segment somewhere down the line uh, throughout my day, and yeah, we'll put this podcast together, and we'll have a jolly old time, so I will be right back. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is part two of the podcast. I said I was going to record sometime... During work or on my way home yesterday, but I got wrapped up. uh, So I apologize, but I will be continuing now. And it is the very next morning, the first ever podcast that takes two days to record one hour. Um, So when we last spoke, we were talking about all things UFC. But one thing I forgot to mention was um, the new... Uh, The new pay per view structure that the UFC uh, is adopting. Uh, They're now centralizing their content with ESPN Plus, and they're going to basically offer all pay per views uh, through ESPN Plus. Now, I think a stipulation is that you have to be a subscriber in order to get pay per views, which is a little. I mean, if you're not subscribing to cable, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you already subscribed to cable to get your pay-per-views. You know, now it's just asking, you know, it's just... It's asking you to subscribe to ESPN Plus as opposed to your cable provider. You know, the, I, I guess UFC assumes that t- nobody else watches any other type of pay You know, a UFC fan in particular doesn't watch any other pay-per-view other than UFC events. So it's like, for them, it's like a win-win situation. Um, I, for one, I'm not too upset about it. Um, I'm all for the standardization of their content. You know, I think, what was it, one of the first couple of UFC uh, events, one of them, you had to do the early Fight Pass prelims on the Fight Pass app. Then you had to go over to TV to watch the prelim and then, what was it, the pay-per-view? You had to go back to the TV. It was like having to go from your phone to TV back to phone or, you know, switching between apps. Uh, You know, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling, but I don't really see too much wrong with it. I feel like digital streaming is the way the future people consume twice as much content on Netflix and Hulu and all those other streaming services then they even do now watch the t v you know what I'm saying like everybody that I know pretty much watches like one or two channels they don 't even they don 't even maximize their cable benefit the the package that they get with their cable provider they They usually just stick to like a few channels they don't they don't you know. <laughs> I for one, I don't really watch much on t v other than freaking the Food Network or the cooking channel um so yeah, i think the i right now it seems a little funky that people have to subscribe maybe the u f c or e s p n will they'll provide a discount for subscribers to get pay per view content um maybe that that'll be like a little incentive for them to to do or to have rather um but I, I kind of see this being the normal like the the norm going forward with a lot of you see it with the zone one fi- uh one championship also has their uh one championship also has their app that they offer free events um and what you can't really knock the UFC for pretty much doing the same thing so you know big up to them Uh, an update on my car. The check engine light is still on. I am very much scared. Uh, it's one day closer to the day that I have to get my vehicle inspected. And the check engine light is still on. Uh, I'm actually driving to work again, about to go on the same highway that I was on yesterday when I was recording the first segment. Um, did you guys see that Pauly Malignaggi, uh Artem Lobov uh, smack in the face, uh, smack video? It was, um, I gotta tell you, I, was, I wasn't too into bare-knuckle, well, okay, what happened between Pauly and Artem doesn't make me more of a bare-knuckle enthused, but it does make me highly intrigued to watch their fight. And if in watching their fight I see other fighters fight on that card and I get more interested in the bare knuckle scene, um, then so be it. You know, I gotta say I wasn't too thrilled to hear that Polly Malinaji was getting back in the ring, let alone a bare knuckle, um a bare knuckle event. But I guess there was some promotion... Uh, some prom- For long stuff, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, which I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to the podcast at this point will have seen it uh, by today. <clears throat> uh, I guess there was a promotional event somewhere in New York City. And um, Artem and Paulie had a, like a stare down. And in the stare down, I guess Paulie was feeling like Artem was threatening him. And... Paulie decided to take a, a little, a little bitch, you know, give him a little bitch slap, and it turned into this whole kerfuffle, is I think the word, kerfuffle, I have to ask my uh, ninth grade English teacher if that's the right word, he was one of those guys, like, does anybody know what curmudgeon means, and he would always say some fucking word that I didn't know, and ask me, like, incredulous, today's word is incredulous, can somebody tell me what the word "incredulous" means? Um, anywho, uh, so yeah, they you know they got into it, and I got to tell you, I I was pretty freaking interested. I wasn't sold on the whole Paulie coming back thing, but um, he seems really like geeked out about fighting uh, Lobov, and nothing makes me more interested in a fight than seeing two fighters that clearly want to do it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to tell any fighter how to promote their own fights and um, I'm kind of going to sound like Ariel Hawani here when he was talking about um when he was freaking talking about uh Donald Cerrone and his the way he was kind of like, "Oh, Conor, we live in your world, blah blah blah. I just want to fight whatever the hell." You know, but it like nothing really fucking gets me amped for a fucking fight when two fighters just really want to go at it. I'm not saying that they got to hate each other to fucking death. But um, you know, it, it it freaking. I'm definitely interested. The, the, the little, that fight seems to now sell itself. So um, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that matchup. This is unfortunately the second time for Art of Lobov that he's been bitch slapped or choked or had his hands. Somebody put their hands on him, and uh, you know, Connor. There's no saving him now. Connor's not coming to to Lobov's. Low Bob's rescue. Um, what else went on yesterday? Oh, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, I didn't really listen to his music like that, but I was aware of his deeds in the community, his store. Um, his his uh, he, he had a, a school. He was teaching kids. Or he was teaching people how to, you know, get. You know, develop trades and stuff like that in the you know the technology field um you know yeah i think he had a wife um, it just sucks another rapper gun down you know what do you say like is it is it the gangs is it gangs that freaking are doing us dirty or is the system failing is the system failing urban communities so much that this is what we get you know, this is a, a, a tale as old as time itself, you know. Fucking people living in, in shitty situations and some people just don't get a chance to prosper and they end up being fucking sour grapes and miserable as fuck and, you know, they end up shooting fucking people. They end up killing people, you know, and Nipsey, you know, it just sucks. Somebody doing stuff for the community. I'm not saying, you know, like, he was in a... He may have not been an upstanding citizen per se you know but who am I you know what I'm saying who are any of us you know he might have had a little bit of hood in him but who doesn't you know I'm in management and sometimes I gotta like go street on somebody just cause it's just you know they, they're they stepping lines you know what I'm saying like but that doesn't give the right for anybody to fucking take another human being's life you know what I'm saying the people have families and I don't know the reports coming. You know, like there was, there was so many reports surrounding Nipsey's assassination. You know, some people were saying that he was working on a on a documentary. Part of me, I'm yawning. Here we go again. Um, people said he was working on a documentary on on Big Pharma and and how they. He, some people feel like Big Pharma killed. um, this, this, this prominent doctor back in the day because he d- discovered a holistic way of um, curing AIDS and HIV and things like that through natural uh, processes rather than, than, than pharmaceuticals. And, they, you know, there was a video of him saying, like, oh, if they kill me, you know, like, you you know, you got to keep the ball moving or some, some shit like that, you know, like, the, basically speculating that they, there's a chance that he could be killed over making this documentary. And then, it, you know, in an anticlimactic fashion, turns out that some, a lot of the reports being uh, circulated now is that he he basically just told somebody to fuck off you know I guess for whatever reason the dude that he was talking to they said something about being a snitch or some shit like that like oh I ain't fucking with you because you a snitch or some shit like that just basically I mean long story short he told the guy to fuck off you know what I'm saying like and, and that's the reason why he got fucking gunned down. people are saying that's the reason why he got gunned down and that's fucking shitty Fucking shitty man. And another one, another one lost too soon. Uh, rest in peace, and my condolences to all his family and things like that. And obviously, the hip hop community mourns uh, his passing. Um, I guess maybe to switch it on a lighter note, I woke up this morning and I realized that um, they re- uh, they released a new Joker. Um, they released a new Joker trailer. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, Joaquin, how do you how how do you pronounce his name? Do you say Joaquin or Joaquin Phoenix? Anyways, um, a lot of people were kind of like there was some. I think late last year there was some pictures being circulated. I guess they were filming in New York City. Uh, They were filming the movie in New York City and. A lot of people had a chance to see him in his uh, clown uh, outfit or his Joker attire. And a lot of people were just kind of, I don't know, people didn't seem to be too receptive of it. And then they came out with just a a teaser of him kind of just looking at the camera. And they had like some old uh, classic song playing. And as he started to smile, his face turned into what the Joker, you know, but again, they have it seems to be some sort of remanment you know, it's an origin story um, Of note in the movie. Uh, his name is not Jack Napier. I think it's like Arthur Something, uh, from what I heard. <laughs> um, then again, the Joker doesn't have uh, uh, an officially recognized name. Uh, I think Jack Napier was the name given to the Joker in the Tim Burton Batman movie. And then again in the animated series, uh, he is referred to as Jack Napier. Um, the he, he doesn't have a consistent origin story, you know, a la Bruce Wayne just had his parents killed. Uh, and then decides to go through all the shit to become Batman. It's, you know, like, his is pretty static. The Joker doesn't have a consistent storyline, uh an origin story. You know, in The Killing Joke, he was a comedian, I think, who had fallen on... Uh, oh, pardon me. Whew. Uh, he was a comedian who had fallen on hard times. And, uh you know, he had fallen on hard times and, 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 and I guess... The, the the gangsters had convinced him to don the outfit of the Red Hood, who at the time was Batman's main I won't say arch nemesis, but one of Batman's top ten to catchless on on uh, you know to catch criminals. Uh and then the confrontation at the chemical plant. Joker gets thrown over into a vat of chemical bullshit and then Transforms into what we know as the Joker. Um, I really did like... I, I kind of did like the killing joke. That, you know, some of the variations in the Batman storyline... Oh, fuck. Have you already got to, I, I don't know. What that's, caffeine just doesn't seem to work on me, damn it. Uh, some of the variations in the Batman storyline uh, really interest me. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever see, had a chance to see Batman. Uh, it's like Gotham by Gaslight, which is kind of like a steampunky uh reimagining of the Jack Jack the Ripper uh that was a really good uh that was a really good uh movie animated movie um uh, takes place like in the old timey whimey days like uh, i think it takes place during the the world's fair and Jack the Ripper is going around fucking killing people and you know Batman i think uh i forgot what the chick's name was I think Poison Ivy's in the movie. What the hell? Hold on one second. There's this fucking cab that is going, like, one mile an hour. What the fuck, guy? So, yeah, that was a really good movie. Um, I got to tell you. Marvel has done a fantastic job with their movie i I, I guess this is where i'm going to go into the are you a dc guy or are you a marvel guy low-key man i i think i'm more of a dc guy i love what marvel has done in the in the cinematic universe um i i i love i love the marvel cinematic universe i really do but I something about the DC universe and how dark it is always freaking you know, always had my attention. I always thought that the D C universe was was dark. It seemed more real. Uh I know that sounds stupid, right? I'm talking about comic books and I'm saying like, oh it's it's what sounds more real. But I'm saying like the the issues plaguing Batman and the Justice League and you know, then they had, you know, the whole Flashpoint paradox with the Flash and how he, the whole ch- timeline was changed. And you see how things were completely different. What was it? Fucking Aquaman cheats on Mira with Wonder Woman. Um, it, it, you know, you see Batman in the alternate timeline. He's a lot more savage. Um, anyways, fucking... I'm, 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 like, super rambling right now about comic book movies and, and fucking comics. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Joker movie trailer, I think it comes out in October. It looked really fucking cool, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I don't know. I don't really have too much else to say. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really be out and about in public and, and do much. I've been working so much and, you know, spending time with my son um, I've been playing an ass... Like, I've been playing a shit ton of Diablo. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever played Diablo 3. Um, it's from the makers. For those of you guys who don't know, it's from the same people that made World of Warcraft. Uh, Starcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch. Um, I don't know what it is about these freaking dungeon crawler games that that... I mean, basically, for those of you guys who are completely not video gamers, you probably want to tune off now because start rambling about video games. Um, it's basically a top-down experience. The camera faces down, you have your little character and you can customize them. I mean, it's like an endless amount of items and things that you can put on your character to make him or her stronger. Uh, you basically just, don't. They, they, that's what they're called. They're basically hack and slash dungeon crawlers. You press maybe four buttons the entire game and you just kill an endless amount of enemies in just what would seem to be endless violence. But the game is strangely addicting. Uh, <coughs> I don't know if there's a, this is my last chance to try to grab you casual video gamers into this conversation, but it's akin to a game that used to be very popular back in the day in the arcade. And I think for the Nintendo 64 called um, Gauntlet Legends... It was a four-player game and it was pretty much the same thing, you know, you run around in dungeons and you just fucking kill shit endlessly and get gear and fucking, um, but yeah, I have, I've been playing it, I've been playing Diablo 3, like, a lot on the Switch, um, Tetris also came out with that freaking, um, like, Battle Royale game, Tetris 99, I know it's old news and I, I'm, I probably sound like an old fart, like, hey guys, have you heard about Tetris? Everybody playing Fortnite and Apex Legends and Kingdom Hearts and, and, you know, Resident Evil 2 and The Division 2, and I'm sitting here fucking going on about Tetris 99. But let me tell you, multiplayer Tetris back in the day was the shit, okay? I fucked with multiplayer Tetris. Like, two players, you get the little link cable between the Game Boys... And it was like a stress test. And Tetris 99 is like that, but against 98 other people. And there's different strategies that you could use. I mean, I I probably sound boring as hell right now talking about Tetris, but there's different strategies that you can use. And um, you, you could choose to like target different types of people doing different things. You can go for, like, I guess what they would call knockout, uh, like, a knockout strategy where you you, you specifically target somebody, and, um, I mean, I'm not too familiar how the, the the power-ups work, but I know if you, like, manipulate the D-pad, there's something, like, you can go for knockouts, you could go for people that are, like, doing badges, or, I, I, I'm, do, I'm really not doing this game justice. There's a lot of garbage on this highway for some odd reason. There's papers flying everywhere. Um... The game is just really good, imagine just, long story short, imagine playing 99 player Tetris, that's exactly what it is, and it's freaking free, if you have Nintendo Switch Online, which I completely, um, I would totally recommend people getting, um, Tetris 99 is fucking amazing, it's fucking amazing, uh, it's super addicting, uh, Whatchamacallit. Yeah, so if you have a Switch and you have Nintendo online, I would definitely advise getting it. And if you like dungeon crawls, get get Diablo. Diablo's awesome. It feels nice to play my Switch now that my son is back on his Roblox flow because I bought the Nintendo Switch, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play all these games. And I I bought, like, what is it? I bought Octopath Traveler, which is, like, a pretty in-depth RPG game, a pretty good RPG, like, classic uh, Japanese RPG, kind of similar to, like, the old-school Final Fantasy games. I bought uh, Super Smash Brothers, I bought, uh, Diablo 3, I was playing games like Arena of Valor, Paladins, and then my son's like, oh, you got a Nintendo Switch, and I'm like, yeah, and then he was, he, he started, like, showing, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I've been looking at these videos, and he's, like, showing me, like, a million and one videos of Splatoon, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just waiting for him now to ask me, like, hey, man, I wish I-. My, my son does this weird thing. Right. He doesn't say, oh, daddy, um, can you please buy me Splatoon? You know, he he does this weird. I would say weird thing. He does this slick thing where he's like, oh, um, I like Splatoon. You like Splatoon, dad? Like he won't outright ask me. He's just like, man, it'd be so cool if I had Splatoon, right, dad? He'll do shit like that, um, and then like he'll do it enough, and then I'll be like, "All right, I'll," g-, you know, like I-, I won't say anything to him, but like I, I would end up just getting the damn game because, you know, he he won't shut up about it, and that's exactly what happened. I bought Splatoon, and uh, he then proceeded to hijack my Nintendo Switch, and that uh, that broke my heart for a very long time, many many months went by, and I could not play with my own Nintendo Switch. Uh, I, I had to play on my computer, but I didn't want to play on my computer. I wanted to play on a Nintendo Switch. But, you know, trying to keep my son happy. Uh, but now he's back on his, like, I guess he's tired of the Nintendo Switch, and he went back on, um... He went back on the computer to play his freaking Roblox. But, uh, anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so I think we covered pretty much any everything... And, uh, pardon me, I think we covered everything and anything that I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry that it took so long to upload this next podcast. Again, I was just trying to do something new. I've been having, like, a bit of a creative block. Um, I've also been, like, really under the weather. I'm still kind of recovering from a cold. But, you know, I figured, like, hey, let me go to work and try to record this podcast. Again, I tried to record yesterday at work, but work is work. And, you know, obviously... You probably shouldn't be podcasting at your job. last thing I need is for my boss to be like, "Hey, so uh, do you have a podcast, and is there any reason why you're focused on your podcast that you know you you can see where the conversation's going, right so um, yeah, fuck it. It took two days to get two half an hour segments in, but we did it, and um hopefully I will come back with more stuff to talk about and I hope everybody's doing well if you guys like the podcast, if you guys want to hear me continue rambling." Like, subscribe. You guys, if you guys listen on the Anchor app, you guys and gals and anything in between, because I keep saying guys and I don't want to be misgendering people in the year 2019 before I become canceled. You individuals, you human beings can send me messages on Anchor. If you guys have any questions or disagree or agree, uh, feel free, listen, you know, just on the Anchor app, you could just click send message to host, and it'll you, know, you can record a quick message and I'll hear it. And if I like it, I'll put it in the podcast, okay? So, I love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening and I will see you, um, I might do another one before the week's out. Uh, I got some other stuff to talk about, but they're actually written down in notes somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I might do another one this week. I, I would love to do two podcasts a week. I would love to do two podcasts a week and get back to consistency. As I, I posted on Anchor's Twitter, they were like, oh, if you told somebody, if you wanted to give somebody advice on creating a podcast, what would you say? And the first thing out of my mouth was like, consistency. And it's funny because Anchor, the I guess the people who run the Anchor Twitter, they liked my tweet. And um, I kind of took it as a subtle fuck you because I'm the least bit consistent uh, with the podcast. So here's to... New year, new me. We're starting a couple months late, but we're freaking doing it, man. Uh, I mean, uh, man, girl, uh, non-binary gender person who may be listening to my podcast. So with that being said, I love you guys, and I'll see you later.